Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Girls Who Grill. I'm Nada. I'm Amanda. And this week we're going to we're gonna grill some interesting pop culture tidbits. Um, we're gonna start with our regular segment talking about what's on the grill. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I I very much came prepared this week, and I know you have been. Yeah, following some crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, Then we're going to move on to a spicy discussion about the Netflix original Feel Good, created by um, comedian Mae Martin. And then we are going to round out today's discussion talking about couples with chemistry that sizzles Mm. on screen. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Why does that fit into our brand? (laughs) <laughs> it does. It exactly. Does. Um, but it is true because there are often couples with horrible chemistry. So we're here to focus on the positive and talk about ones who actually have good chemistry. Yes. Yeah. We're here to do that. Um, so do you want to start? You can, I'll let you start off talking about what's on the grill for you this week. Okay. I'm I'm fascinated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have been going deep on some research, um, coming prepared, gathering some sources. Um, basically what happened, um, and it's kind of a big deal, there's, there's been a ton of breakups of people in the past week, past two weeks, um, but the most heartbreaking and I think impactful of all was Justine and Caleb from this last season of Love Island U.S. Um, yes. And it was a really big deal because I'll just give a little like small overview. They were, so Justine was like on the show since the beginning and she basically like none of the guys were into her at first. She was like the only dark skinned black woman on the show. And then Caleb came along, was like perfect. Their love story was really cute. And it was just like yeah. this beautiful from like, her feeling like unworthy and feeling bad to like this beautiful love story. They ended up winning the show. It was oh, really amazing. Great. Everyone was like obsessed with them together. They were coming out of like having brand deals. Like she got like a Fenty deal. She's like doing really well. She moved to LA. He was like selling merch of talking about like, I think like selling a shirt that says like, I heart black woman or something like, like not actually that, yeah. but that was like the intent, but it was like, yeah, he, he was very much profiting off of being with her, but, but whatever, that's more of being talked about now. Um, but they announced recently um, that they decided to break up slash the, the reason it gets weird is that for a while people were kind of suspicious of him, but like really on the internet. Cause he's been basically like, there's all these receipts that he actually hasn't really been hanging out with her and she Mm -hmm. flew all the way out like across the country to be with him and then ended up staying with like her friends on the couch. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of these like under the surface things and that she hasn't really met his family yet. But then there was this photo of him and this girl with his family with like matching pajamas. And he was posting with this girl, um, Basically, like, this I'm just going to interrupt you and say yeah. he's a man who's more than a little handsome. Him not being trustworthy isn't surprising to me. I know. And since 
this has come out, it's like, I feel like, why did anyone think anyone any differently? Matching um, pajamas? I, I'll cut you! Not literally. <laughs> Legal. Don't take that seriously. But if somebody I was dating posted a picture of them in matching pajamas with someone who isn't me. Yeah. I mean, okay, the thing is he didn't post it, I think, but it got mm-hmm. someone else posted one of his friends posted it. Mm-hmm. And basically it's come out his friends this whole time have been like sh- like saying shitty things about Justine. Like saying mean things about her and like the way she looks and like people are like why isn't Caleb defending her and like posting like this um, is fake. Like a goddess <laughs> she looks I like know. a goddess I know um and basically like it's not confirmed that there's all this like stuff coming out that basically like he used her to win the show and he had this girl that like maybe she was like a friend that became more or like was basically like he was dating her the whole time. Like there's, it's not clear, but it's really super sneaky looking. Um, And she has like unfollowed him, which like she would not really do that unless it was like a very serious breakup and it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, And also like people found like tweets of him from like five years ago where he was like talking about how like, he would only want to be with, like, a mixed woman or, like, light-skinned mm-hmm. woman. So, like, there's all this, like, stuff that's coming out about him that's, like, are, were you literally just using her because you knew she was, like, the most popular fan favorite and you just wanted to win the show? And, like, that that's, like, the worst-case scenario. Like, we don't know, but we know he's untrustworthy and he probably had a secret girlfriend the whole time and was, like, trying to get clout and trying to, like, get all this stuff from this, which is just horrible. Yeah. That's the worst thing that anybody's ever said to me. Yeah. It's really just awful because everyone was like, this was happening during the summer. And it was like when I was like so sad in quarantine. And I feel like it was for a lot of people on Twitter, it was like, wow, this is like a great love story. Like so much hope. And then it was like, just kidding. Don't trust any man. Basically. That's like, yeah. And I feel like that's a conversation to have too, of how like people have realized that like, being vocally supportive of black women can get you clout. And mm-hmm. so they just will like do it for clout, but not actually mean it. Um, and it's, just, it's really weird. It's like, I'm like, are you sick in the head that you like are trying to manipulate people into liking you into thinking that you're a cool person because you like a specific race? Like what? Yeah. It just is, it just is, like, so, it's so weird to me. It's, and there's, like, this is, this is not what's on the grill for me this week, but there's been this yeah. thing going on on my Twitter, like, there's this, I think she's a singer, I don't, I quite honestly don't know what she does in the music industry, because I hadn't heard of her until this year, but this um, person named Danny Lay, and she, like, may or may not be lying about being black. Um, oh, God. And, it just is that she made this song about how light-skinned women are, like, essentially the point is that light-skinned women are more attractive. Um, and it was like, mm-hmm. that's, this is weird that this is happening, that you're saying this when you're not light-skinned, you just are white. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, 
you are a, a white person with a tan. I don't I don't know what's going on here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh gosh. I'm looking at her Instagram. Okay, I need, I need It's to all stop. it's all like super confusing and then she did this like weird apology video yesterday and she tried to compare it to the song Brown Skin Girl and I was like that's not the same thing at all. Beyonce didn't say I love brown skin girls. Everybody else is hideous. She just said brown skin girls, you're beautiful. Like what? Oh god. But anyway, Justine is gorgeous. Um yeah. she, she I just learned that she is from the Congo and mm-hmm. Kenya. Excellent. Yeah, and excellent culture, great food. (laughs) She'll never be, be she'll never go hungry. Yeah, and she's gonna be fine. She has like a huge army of like stands behind her. Yeah, um, and she's moved to LA with her friend Sally from the season, and they're both free of their stupid men, so they're just gonna be happy and hang out in LA together. That's what they should make a podcast because I would listen to it every week. (laughs) Oh, yeah, me too. I've watched, like, YouTube compilations. Knowing nothing about this season of Love Island, I've watched YouTube compilations of them being friends, and just, like, it just is so adorable. Yeah, and that's, I think their friendship is, like, what anyone would care about anyways, so. Yeah. It's fine. It's silver lining, but, yeah, it's kind of crazy. And now the only couple from that season still together is... Mackenzie and Connor who is like the most like toxic couple in the house but I think they're probably fine now like I think they're probably like gonna be is together like, forever is that the girl really trying to make seem yeah seem crazy yeah and she, it was okay, the yeah. horrible one where when they got separated he was waiting for her with a teddy bear and she came back with another guy because the okay, relationship yeah. was so like bad at that point and he was just holding yeah. a teddy bear. Um, so anyways, they're still together. Um, That's weird, but <laughs> sure. I know. Unexpected. Okay, yeah. what's on the grill for you? I'm ready. I've, I've gotten it all. Okay. Similar relationship drama. I have been really plugged into this Olivia Rodrigo, Sabrina Carpenter, <laughs> Bassett fiasco. It started because I was on Twitter and people were asking like why Olivia Rodrigo's song Driver's License was number one on the Billboard Hot 100. And I I had seen it that morning. I like got on the YouTube app and number one on trending was driver, her Driver's License music video. And I was like, who the fuck is Olivia Rodrigo? Like I said that out loud. But then I looked her up and I remembered that she was on Bizarre Fark. <laughs> Did you watch that? The worst Disney TV show, oh Bizarre Fark, which had Jake Paul on it for a season oh until he got God. to be too controversial to like be on the Disney Channel. Um, so I saw the song and I saw who it was by when I figured out that it was the girl from Bizarre Vark, who's also, she also stars on, um, High School Musical, the musical, the series. Um, I love the name of that show. It's so stupid. Um, so she also stars on High School Musical, the musical, the series. And when I saw it was her, I was like, oh, okay, I'll listen to this song and see what's up. And it's like, a, I like it. I think it's a good song. <laughs> so I was like, I don't understand why people are so mad about this on Twitter. But what I didn't know was that there was drama, which is if you are not 12 and haven't plugged into this, 
Um, essentially, <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo wrote this song called Driver's License, where she's singing about a breakup that she had with this guy that she was dating, um, who everybody speculates is Joshua Bassett, her co-star from high school musical the musical the series um he plays like ricky who i think is her love interest i did watch a ship video of them on youtube (laughs) and i wasn't impressed they would not go in the segment later on of couples who have sizzling chemistry on screen um i'm sorry i'm just trying to like collect (laughs) i know i saw you google i was like do you know this man's name (laughs) I want to be... No, I know his name. I just don't know what character he plays Uh, in the show. Um, And I want to be as accurate as possible. So he also released a song recently called Lie, Lie, Lie that everybody assumed was a response to Olivia Rodrigo's song. Um, Let me just, like, read some of the lyrics of some of these songs so that people Mm -hmm. can understand what's going on here. Um... This is so funny. <laughs> this is like literally drama for 13-year-old girls. <laughs> okay, so a driver's license goes, I got my driver's license last week, just like we always talked about, because you were so excited for me to finally drive up to your house, but today I drove through the suburbs crying because you weren't around, and you're probably with that blonde girl, this is the key lyric, who always made me doubt. She's so much older than me. She's everything I'm insecure about. So every she had previewed the song before on instagram stories and the lyric was you're always with that brunette girl the one i'm always worried about and then when she released it the lyric was you're always with that blonde girl so everyone was like she's talking about sabrina carpenter because sabrina carpenter just started dating joshua bassett Mm. now sabrina carpenter released a song recently um which i like don't know what it's called i listened to it and it was not my favorite song that i've ever heard oh it's called skin um and i will read some of the lyrics of that song so that everybody knows what's going on here i love a dramatic reading it's this is delicious like it's delicious drama um so skin starts maybe we could have been friends if i met you in another life maybe then we could pretend there's no gravity in the words we write maybe you didn't mean it maybe blonde was the only rhyme want my heart to be breaking breaking no i'm happy and you hate it hate it oh and i'm not asking you to let go but you've been telling your side so i'll be telling mine and the choruses you can try to get under my skin while he's on mine all on my all on my skin that (laughs) that this is why this is on the grill for me because at first i was like oh this is like dramatic and kind of fun but then sabrina carpenter released her response song and i was like that's nasty this is a 17 year old girl of course she's heartbroken that her boyfriend broke up with her and started dating like a hot disney starlet from before her time like why wouldn't she be sad about that she's 17 so brina carpenter is the same age as me i'm like 22 (laughs) like and she's essentially i saw this tweet and this girl was like um olivia rodrigo i'm sad my boyfriend broke up with me sabrina carpenter (laughs) i stole your boyfriend and now we fuck all the time like how is that an appropriate response to a teenage girl (laughs) 
so that is my um little tidbit yeah. about disney channel drama i feel wow, like i'm I really a gen z now yeah you are we're speaking to our core demographic exactly <laughs> um 14-year-olds, if you heard something and you know all of these names, you've seen these TV shows, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) Yeah, no, we need that. We need that now. Um, That's great. Yeah, and if you're not that, you probably were like me and saw these trending on Twitter, these names, and we're like, what is this? So now, now we're in the know. I didn't know what it was either. And then I did like three seconds of Googles and now I'm obsessed. So, (laughs) but maybe you're not sick in the head like I am. (laughs) Oh no. Okay. Okay. Do you, after this 17 minute discussion of other people's relationship drama, do you want to move on to the next portion of our yeah, discussion? I'd love to. I'd love to. Okay, great. So we're going to talk about the Netflix TV show, Feel Good. Yay! Yay! So do you yeah. want to give a little synopsis, Amanda? Yeah, I would love to. So first of all, this came out, this Netflix show came out, was it originally a BBC show? I just mm-hmm. want to give some context. Yeah, yeah and it came out. Or no, I think it was Channel 4, sorry. Oh, okay. And it came out on Netflix in March, right? Mm -hmm. Is that when you watched it? No, I watched it, I think in like June or something, because my friend asked me if I'd seen it, and I was like, no. And she was like, really? It has gay people in it. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, so this show, I just watched it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a semi-autobiographical comedy. Um featuring comedian Mae Martin. This is from the Google. Um, and it's basically, I'll speak from the heart now. Um, it's basically her character is this Canadian who's living in the UK. And it's about her love story with this like kind of posh girl mm-hmm. uh, who I have some thoughts about, George. Um, and it's like the first episode they get together and it's six episodes so I know I was thinking, I was like, okay, they're already together. It's like two minutes in. They're already moved in together. Yeah. But it kind of follows um, May Martin's character um, basically, like, also is, like, struggling with um, addiction that, like, she hasn't, like, thought about in a while. Um, and that's kind of – and basically feeling, like, addicted to, like, constantly being – seeking, like, new relationships or new things to fixate on and, like – how that impacts their relationship and George is basically like not no one really knows that she's like queer in any way so that's that's like the overall synopsis I think it's like not spoilery but I don't kind of a little bit spoilery I I think we're gonna get into some of the like plot we are so if if you want to watch this show if you're interested and you just like want to skip to our final segment what would you say is your assessment of the show so far, Amanda? Yeah, so I would say I really, really liked it. It's kind of, I think, sometimes hard to start something new when you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to get invest with, invested in all new people and take this whole commitment. But it's, like, really super easy watching and really enjoyable yeah. and also made me cry by the end. And it's really poignant and emotional. Yeah. Um, so I would really recommend it. And it's really 
pretty short. Like all the episodes are only like 20 something minutes. Yeah, you can watch it literally in an afternoon. I wouldn't recommend that because that's what I did. And then it was over. (laughs) I was like, what do I do with my life now? (laughs) I just was thinking about it for two months after. But yeah, totally would recommend it. So if you're interested Mm -hmm. in going to watch it, but you really care about spoilers, just um, like skip forward a little bit. Yeah. Um, But now we're going to get into the meat of the conversation, which is like mostly just our thoughts on the show. I really wanted you to watch this because I really wanted to talk about this on the podcast because I really want other people to watch it so that Mae Martin can become famous and keep making things um it's the first show that I've seen in a really long time especially on Netflix that has like queer leads that I don't know it feels really different from any other um tv show that i've seen that's like focused on people who are in the lgbt community and i don't really know how to describe it it's just like it's like light as Mm -hmm. it's like light as it's like top layer and then underneath there's all of this stuff boiling that's really dark and interesting And it just is, I think it also is just really well-constructed TV. Like, so much of May's character, we learn that she is in Narcotics Anonymous, which you, like, don't know the first six minutes of the show. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even really know that going into it. I was like, what the fuck? Um, And so much of her characterization after that is just through, like, her like unspooling her relationship with George. It's less about the show telling us things about her and more about us just like seeing how she reacts to situations. And then we get to learn so much about her that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. I think it's really well written and like every single moment is funny or doing something for the characters like there's not like a boring moment in the entire thing it's like super compact yeah and like you mentioned at the beginning like the first episode I was taken aback because I thought it was going to be a show about the two of them getting together when Mm -hmm. they're together like the first they're together by the first like four minutes and I think that might be the thing is that like most queer tv shows I've seen they don't show the relationship they just show the like the like struggle to be in one mm-hmm. um and so getting to see them like they and it it happens so quickly it's like the u-haul lesbian stereotype yeah. which is that they meet at a club and then five minutes later in the show time they're yeah. living together and like there's this like cute happy montage of them sleeping together and like doing activities in their apartment and it's like I I saw that and I was like this can't be good <laughs> I was like nothing good is gonna come of this why are they doing this so quickly um yeah yeah and I think as someone who is um sometimes a hater in terms of like shows when characters get together quickly Mm because then I'm like okay it's boring now yeah it keeps it interesting and I think sometimes that's more so on sitcoms I think but then the writers don't know how to have interesting plots come after that yeah but because the whole thing is so interesting and so like focused on their like inner 
fears and inner thoughts, then it's still super interesting. And you still care yeah. about, like, the progression of what happens. It is, like, it is, like, a super internal show. Like, it really cares mm-hmm. about the characters more than it does about anything else. And I think on a lot of sitcoms, the will-they-won't-they they thing is, like, the only thing keeping the show going. And that's the only way that they know how to create tension. But this, yeah. there's so much other stuff going on. There's, like, she's addicted to drugs, and George hasn't come out to any of her friends, and, like, hasn't told her family about them, and she's dealing with... They're both dealing with expectations that people have of them, yeah. um, but in very different ways. And um, I just... And I think if we're going to go the will-they-won't-they they route, the, an interesting element that adds that is this character of Lava... Um, first of all, I wrote this in my notes and it's in all caps. Her name is Lava. <laughs> like, it's like the magma that is in a volcano. I love that. Um, but Lava is this girl who goes to May's NA meetings because her mom is also in the NA meetings and she had cut her mom out of her life for a while. And then right as May has joined the NA meetings is when Lava kind of gets back into her mother's life. Um, And Lava is a lesbian and she's out and she's very dry. And she is like, (laughs) I just watched episode four and she shows up outside of the NA meeting with a cake for her mom. And May is like, whoa, you made that cake all by yourself. And she's like, I love my mom. So I made her a cake. (laughs) It's like just her response. There's no emotion. (laughs) She just, like, says that. Um, And there's this, like, from the moment they meet, you know that Lala has feelings for May. But Mm -hmm. you don't know if May is going to end up dating her or stay with this, like, ostensibly straight girl that she Mm -hmm. has been dating, George. Um, And there, there was an interesting tension there. I did want them to date because I love a will they won't they. I love I love an adult relationship, but at the same time, I weirdly really liked her with George. Yeah, I feel like there was never like it kind of put that question in your head of like is she going to go to this thing? But I think because of her characterization of having done that in the past and have always like jumped from relationship to relationship to like keep chasing the next feeling of like feeling good Mm -hmm. I think that made me root against even if there was like chemistry between them because I was like this isn't a healthy thing yeah which I think is interesting because then it makes you want I rarely am like rooting for someone to stay with the person because I'm like that's boring but it made me like actually root for that because I was like I don't know and there's a line in the beginning with her the head of the NA oh here's some sirens where the head of the NA meeting was talking about how like a toxic relationship can turn into a healthy one. So I feel like, I think just the clues in the show, I was like, I'm, I think I'm supposed to be rooting for her and George. And at times George was super annoying and super um, just like dismissive. But I still, I think because of the framing, I was like, okay, I think this is what I, I'm still should be caring about these mm-hmm. two people. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Okay, I want to hear your thoughts about George, but I did just want to say this really quickly is I feel like the reason that this show feels so different is because it 
a lot of the impulses of TV shows, I think, especially 30 minute comedies is to like make people do the worst thing possible to continue to create drama. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is less about like having characters like having them enact their most base impulses. Like if you've ever seen the show Gilmore Girls, Lorelai Gilmore is a terrible person. (laughs) She's very rude. So let me hear your thoughts about George. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So my first thing, the thing that I thought of is that she is the same as why she's the same as the girl from the happiest season and I'll tell you my, did you see that movie with Kristen Stewart, the lesbian Christmas rom-com? Oh, you didn't see it. Um, so I'll tell you their similarities. They're both extremely like feminine, originally straight girls with brown hair, really normal. Mm-hmm. And they're both from rich families. Mm-hmm. And they both, the plot is that they both like aren't telling their fam- family or friends about being gay or their partner. Um, and it's like, I watched that and I was like, wow, this is the same character. And they both have this like secret past life of being really like rich and having this whole other identity. Um, So I was like, wow, this is the same character. But this one is like way more (laughs) likable and like redeemable because I don't know. I just feel like they actually showed their relationship and you were actually rooting for them. Um, But other thoughts about her... Yeah, I mean, I thought she was really, like, I would say probably, like, the second to third episode around that time. I was really out on George. I was like, wow, you are really selfish. Um, But also at the same time, I think. um, What's the main character's name again? May. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I was, like, trying to think of a different name than the actor. Um. At the same time, May is, like, super needy and clingy and has all these issues, too. So it's not, not like, there's just one villain because you see the issues in both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I think I was, like, more sympathetic towards George, especially towards the end. And, yeah, but it was sad. And I think... my One of my favorite parts of the show and what made me feel emotional was there like the question of like does being in love with me make you happy and like how someone actually makes you feel which is even the title of the show and like having to check in and see how you feel when you're with someone um and so I think that that aspect of it the two of them together was like really nice and I was like oh I feel I feel feel emo about this and at the end, when, like, May decides to go back to Canada and be with her family, I was like, I don't think any other TV show would be brave enough to do that. Because that's, like, yeah. there's always a thing that the character needs, and then there's a thing that the show needs the character to do in order for there to be more episodes of the show. And usually they do the thing that is bad, so that there can be more episodes yeah. and, like, more time spent dealing with the negative choices that they're making but in this show and i think too probably because it's british like british tv shows have like make like two episodes every five years and that's like a staple show in england um but i think she just like 
go she decides to take care of herself at the end of the show and not like fall into this relationship or like not like take time away from being in relationships you know well what are your thoughts on the characters I think, okay, so first of all, May's mom is my favorite character. She's so funny. Oh, me too. Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> it's Lisa Kudrow. She's yeah. so good in this. Her like, acting. May, oh you know, she's like, I think it's because you were four weeks, because like May is freaking out. She's like, I think it's because you were four weeks premature. That's why we were never, you were in an incubator for a month. That's why we were never close. And I was like, this is this is a thing you say to your daughter as she's having a panic attack because her girlfriend just found out she's an addict. Like, what? <laughs> she's she's like very aloof and frank, um, but she's also not like mean. I think that's like one of the upsides of this show is that like there's a lot of TV shows like it's always sunny in Philadelphia and kind mm-hmm. of Community sometimes where like. There's TV characters who are bad people or who do bad things, but they're also, like, the worst people in the world. And, like, you don't... I, I, like, don't want anything good to happen to them. Um, But on this show, they're, like, the characters do bad things, but they're always handled with complete compassion. And I really enjoy that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think her mom is, and, like, the scene at the end where her mom is, where she's, like, mom, I need, like, I'm, like, I need you, like, I need to come home, and her mom is, like, I'm booking you a flight right now. It's just, like, the fact that she was always there, like, no matter what, it was, it was very sweet, even though there's, like, all the issues of their past, yeah. Um, and I think the last thing I want to say about this is that, like, it's the only time I think I've ever seen two gay women on TV have sex with a strap-on? Oh, that was that one episode of Sense8. Oh, like, I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. But, like, that's yeah. the only... That's it. Yeah. I, that's, like, two. And how many TV shows exist. Um, I know. Well, so, I forgot about Sense8. I forgot that existed. Yeah, that was quite a moment, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It just was, like, yeah, Frank... True. Oh, God, mm-hmm. and... I love May's character because the way that she says things, like, she, I just feel like I relate to her a lot. And yes, it is because the actor who plays May is a Taurus sun with a water moon. Um, Oh, wow. So I, but like the way that she describes feeling about George, I just, I'm like, I didn't know anybody else in the world experienced emotions in this way. And I don't know if you feel the same and it just is like a universal thing, but like it it was nice to feel seen. That's nice. No, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever felt that way, but it could just be my yeah. experiences in life so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought the dialogue was so good. This is my last thing I wrote wrote a couple lines down that I thought were really funny. Um, first, when she went, the first scene when she takes her friend to the comedy show that means performing, um, and her friend is just like, I literally hate comedy. It's so embarrassing. Becky's yes. <laughs> <laughs> the it worst. So I know. It was the worst, but at that point I was like, that is hilarious because it also reminded me of times 
where I went to like horrible improv shows and was so embarrassed. Yeah, I, like, I hate comedy. Like, this but is I the worst thing that's that. ever happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, but May was good, so it, I wouldn't feel that way. Um, and then the other two things I wrote down, also from the first episode, is when George is like, "I've never been on a date." with a girl before and then um George's like awkward response is just like yeah yeah absolutely like <laughs> just like the, like the weird things they say it's like the it's like the way that you're when you're on a date you're not like listening to what the other person yeah. is saying you're just like yeah. sweaty and nervous exactly and then the other thing is when um May goes to George's apartment or flat for the first time and her weird roommate is like, <laughs> I have depression. And then May is just like, this is like really funny arm. Like, just like touches this guy's arm in this like super like awkward way. But it's like super well received. He just is like so full of love in that moment. He's like, this is the first time somebody has shown affection for me since I've been in England. Thank you. And it just is, it's so sweet and so funny. Yeah, and it's just, like, the arm grab. It's just so awkward. Like, yeah. the awkwardness, I love it. It's so funny. <laughs> and there's, like, this there's this moment in, um, this, I think it's the second to last episode with that creepy guy. He's creepy. Um, there's, like, this older comedian guy oh, who comes yeah. to the comedy club, and he's nasty. Um, but he called May an androgynous Muppet and <laughs> laughed out loud for four minutes. That was great. <laughs> It was great because his character was so good because it was like you were like prepared for him to be the worst and then he like wasn't and you were like oh wow like he's calling he really likes May yeah and he's like hashtag woke now and then he's actually the worst and you're like oh I should have trusted my gut on this one yep um but yeah it was just funny because it's like you let your guard down and then you're like oh wait actually you're the worst as always yeah. happens with men um speaking of wow. men. Do you want to transition into our final segment of the yeah. day? Um, those are so yeah. Those are our thoughts on feel good. Check yeah, so you watch it. Yeah, it was super good. Yeah. All right. So okay, the okay. So this is a preface that I wanted to make before we get into the segment. We're going to be talking mm-hmm. about TV couples with sizzling sizzling chemistry um and it's sizzling because this is girls who grow <laughs> we gotta we gotta make the gotta callbacks keep... when we can mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. yeah i gotta keep bringing that back yeah exactly so there are a lot of couples on tv that make me go hard eyes and they make my heart pitter patter and i feel so like happy looking at them together but that is not the same thing as having sizzling chemistry there are a lot of couples that I like, but I know that they don't have sizzling chemistry. Like Leslie and Ben from Parks and Recreation. Mm. I like mm-hmm. them together. She is a Capricorn, and he is most definitely a Scorpio with a Virgo moon. And they work together like bread on butter. But do they make me do? Do they sizzle when they're on screen together? Nope. <laughs> Well, that's a great description. Now I feel like I have to revise my list. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) No, it's okay. okay. Yeah. I'll just just think about it as I talk. Um, Yeah, that is true. Sorry, my dog is knocking on my door. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. 
Go answer. She'll just um, put her nose on the door when she wants to come in. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is, but for the listeners, we're staring at each other through this like camera thing as we record. And Nita, you look like a ghost. I don't know what's going on over there. It's my terrible lighting. I like turn the direction that my desk is in, and so I'm backlit, okay. and it just like, I, yeah, I, I look like an undead person. But it's also, like, these, like, weird cubes that looks like you're, like, in the Matrix as well. I think that's just the camera quality. Do I look like that? No! You look normal! <laughs> I'll have to take a screenshot. Please, because I would like to know. Okay. Yeah, I'll show you later. Okay, so. Couples. All right, yes. So, I mean, I guess if you're revising your list, I'm going to come out of the gate with, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to give two honorable mentions to couples who almost sizzle, but not quite. Um, okay, wait, how many do you have on your list? I think I have three in total. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, my I first honorable mention is for Eli and Claire from Degrassi. Their opening scene is, like, the best scene on the entire show, Degrassi, The Next Generation. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. It, just type in Eclair. That's E-C-L-A-R-E. You have pretty eyes, and you can watch it. It's, like, I'll summarize it. It's literally, ah! Because I, I remember seeing that and going, like, my mouth watered as a 14-year-old girl. So... Eli is this kid who's, like, emo. He wears all black. He has, like, black painted nails. He's got, like, the scene bangs. And he drives a fucking hearse. Like, the thing that you keep dead bodies in. And he... Claire, like, drops her glasses in the street and he drives up and runs over them with his car. um, And, like, gets out of the car and walks up to her and he's like, sorry, I killed your glasses. And she's like, it's okay, I didn't need them anymore because she just got LASIK eye surgery. Then he looks her in the eyes and says, you have pretty eyes. And then walks away to the sound of, like, screamo metal. And I, like, I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. So that is in a moment of sizzling mm-hmm. chemistry. But for the rest of the show, they do not sizzle. Um, and then my yeah. other honorable mention... The rest of the show, they're a hot mess. Oh, is. yeah, they fucking suck. They should have broken up like <laughs> seven times. Um, but they're going to get married and like scream at each other for the rest of their lives and have a great time. Yeah. Um, my mm-hmm. other honorable mention is Rich and Grace from Skins adorable couple so cute they have some of my favorite sex scenes in that whole show but they do not sizzle they s- that's it you know like when you put water in a hot pan they s- and that's it <laughs> so you can go ahead and name okay. this couple amanda okay 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 um Oh, God. I'm really doubting everything. It's okay. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to give my honorable mention couple. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not sure. I need to go back and rewatch because I'm now I'm, like, doubting myself as if they actually have chemistry if it's just that I wanted them to get together. I don't think they're that sizzling. I'm just going to give honorable mention, which is Luke and Lorelai, which is yeah. – they just are – I think they just have good, like – 
banter mm-hmm. and I think that's that's where their chemistry is but I don't think it's like that sizzling in any way but that's 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 my honorable mention because I already wrote it down on my list I really like Luke and Lorelai I I think I agree I think they have like excellent tension but not yeah. sizzling chemistry yeah I agree okay you want to give your first first one okay yes I'm gonna come out of the gate with a hot one I might be um no I'll start with my like bottom tier one which is Benson okay. and Stabler from <laughs> Water SVU do they ever kiss yes once um but it's because Stabler's about to get shot um do they mm-hmm. ever date no do they ever sleep together? No, because Stabler is married the entire run of the show. But they have... I said Benson and Stabler from Law and Order SVU, and Lillian started watching Law and Order SVU in the living room, <laughs> so I heard the theme song come through my door, and I, like, stopped like a dog. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. But they have such good chemistry. I wanted them... See, this is something that I got from Callie and Brandon on the Fosters that I didn't necessarily want, which is that they had they had mm-hmm. sex once. And that's like yeah. all they needed. They slept together one good time and there was a very well shot sex scene and then it was over and we never thought about it again. That's what I wanted from Benson and Stabler. I wanted one good sex scene. Just one. They just like let all of their inhibitions fall away he forgets that he has a wife or she gets hit by a car and dies I don't care and then they seek solace in one another's arms she's like ugh the only things that I want for Olivia Benson are to either sleep with Elliot Stabler or be a lesbian and anything else is just annoying (laughs) they like from the moment they are they enter the screen together it just is like these are two people who are are like soulmates Mm -hmm. maybe not romantic soulmates but they like have found their soulmates in one another and ugh, i love it good okay i agree i agree i would have to go back and watch the old episodes again yeah i remember that okay so i'm gonna give my first one which I think is a really good one, but I just haven't seen that. I've only seen, like, the first season of this show. Mm-hmm. But I have, like, tons of moms to back me up on this <laughs> one. So I feel like it is a correct take, which is the couple from Outlander. Yes. Um, Jamie and Claire, Claire. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just good. Like, they just have really good chemistry and... It's, like, dramatic, mm-hmm. very high stakes, the setting, sizzling fire, yeah, you know, all the elements. Um, she's kind of a witch. Um, yeah, that's, they just, yeah, they're just, yeah, I, I've also, like, described to people how attractive I think he is, and people are like, I don't get it, and then I'm like, just watch the show. Yeah. You'll see it. You're definitely yeah. right, but I also watch the show up until the episode where they get married, which P.S. is the episode where they have hot, fiery sex. Um, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, 
I'm feeling things watching these two people <laughs> together. Yeah, it's like after that, it, there's kind of no reason to keep watching yeah. the show. I mean, what else are it's you like, going there for? Yeah, but you know, I mean, I think the moms have stuck with it. I think there's like six seasons or something. Yeah, I was, I was like, all right, that's cool. He like, um, but goes I think to good. the future at some point. It's all very confusing. Yeah, I, I don't care about that. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought of something, which is a horrible, which is that when I was talking about the moms backing me up, mm-hmm. I was like, what if I had said Bridgerton? Oh my god. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I don't think that show has like really good chemistry. I don't think so. I think it's like, it's. I think it's like that where it's like all the elements are there, like mm-hmm. oh the setting, the the tension, the the stakes, but like the actual people are like weird, like Barbie dolls being yeah, like like smashing together, not together. Yeah, yeah. Because like even usually, I really support a relationship between like an aristocrat and. Uh, like lower class person like what's his mm-hmm. name oh god Anthony is dating that girl from the theater um and usually I would really ship them but I just feel nothing <laughs> like I yeah oh really yeah rock is sex and I'm like eh, I'm sure yeah I know I'm like who are you again yeah it reminds me of like when I watched Game of Thrones and there was like really graphic scenes and I'm like who is this random woman yeah. in the boat I'm like, why yeah. is she completely naked and screaming? What's yeah. happening? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My next my next couple is a dark horse one, but I mm-hmm. really believe in this. And that is Liza and Josh from Younger. They so Younger, oh. if you haven't heard of it, is this TV show about this woman who pretends to be twenty six years old. She's like out of the job market for 18 years raising her daughter and then her husband cheats on her and they break up and then she pretends to be 26 so she can get a job and not have to explain any gaps on her resume um and so she spends like a lot of the first seasons of the show hiding the fact that she's 26 from everybody that she works with and at a bar the reason that she decides to do this is because at a bar her first night in the city with her friend she new york city by the way just so you know she meets this guy named josh who just assumes that she's 26 and like gives her his number and then they start dating and she's pretending to be 26 and pathological lying aside they have (laughs) excellent chemistry their chemistry is so good like every time those two characters are on screen together they're not together anymore actually because the girl who plays Daphne in Bridgerton plays this really, really annoying Irish girl named Claire who shows up in like season three and then starts dating Josh and then they get married so she can get a green card. And I was like, oh, I hate Claire. Um, and then she comes back and she's like, I'm pregnant. And then it's just like, oh. But so they're not together anymore. Okay. But like, even though they're not together anymore, every time their characters are on screen together, it's like, it's like, it's like oh my god, I have to take off like six layers. It's suddenly gotten very hot in here. And part of it too is because she, he teaches her a lot about how to be like less prudish, um, sexually. I mean, she's like. She's like, he's like, oh, you don't shave your vagina? She's like, no, why would I? And he's like, oh, you know, it's like the popular thing to do. But she's like 40, really, not 26. So she's like, I don't really do that. 
Um, so he teaches her, he's, she like goes and gets a bikini wax and they try new positions and he, she like gets a tattoo from him because he owns a tattoo parlor and it just is like really cute and her like living out her life's fantasies, um, getting to have the youth that she didn't get because she had a kid as soon as she graduated college. Um, and it's sweet. They're, they're sizzling and they're sweet. And I hope that they're ending because I love them. That's cute. I like the distinction of like sizzling and sweet. Yeah, it's like they're sizzling and savory, and then they're sizzling and sweet. Exactly. This is mm-hmm. even more barbecue innuendo here. We are we talking about it. ribs or are we talking about couples? You don't know. <laughs> um, but that sounds good. I've never seen that show. You but... should watch it. I think you'd really like it. Yeah, I, it sounds up my alley. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was like turned off by like the lying part because it's like stuff like that you're always like oh i just know it's gonna blow up but it's like whatever oh you'd be surprised they do a lot of outlandish stuff so that she can keep her secret and it's like there's this one thing that happens specifically i want i kind of want you to just get to that episode because it's so stupid um you'll know it when you see it but yeah would definitely recommend it okay that sounds good all right, so my next couple. Oh, this is so embarrassing. This is where I get to my top two, which is like mm-hmm. feels like deeply personal for some reason because yeah. it's also from my past of being a teen. Yeah, and also it's like highly embarrassing, but it's okay. This is a safe space mm-hmm. here. Oh, nobody's judging um, you. So my first one is from the show The One Hundred. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, again, I only watched, like, the first three seasons, and then I was done because yeah. it got kind of weird. But I really liked Clark and Bellamy together. Yeah. Um, I also really liked Clark and Lexa. I was into both of those couples. I thought there was two really good couples. Um, but I do think that Clark and Bellamy had really good chemistry, and, like, nothing ever happened So throughout the whole show. And then I found I, – and I was, like, I noticed it. Like, the first three episodes, they're, he's horrible, mm-hmm. he's really mean, yeah. he's awful. And I remember being like, why do people like these two together? And then as the show goes on, you're like, okay, I get it. And they're, like, you know, living on Earth after a nuclear destruction. Like, that's the plot of the show. And, like, trying to survive, and it's whatever. And then it was revealed probably, like, last year that they're secretly – the actors have been secretly dating and like got married yeah. and like no one knew that they were dating. And then I felt really proud of myself because I was like, I really saw this chemistry and it, it was real. Yeah. Even if nothing happened on the show. So I think that was a good, it's kind of like Elliot and Stabler in the sense that like nothing actually happens. Yeah. And I also think her and Lexa had really good chemistry. And, and I think that was a more unique couple. Cause it's like very rare to see two girls like, actually be like represented in being together in a show like this yeah. uh, and then they killed her off which was like horrible so I, that's why I have like some complicated feelings with like rooting for her and Bellamy to be together mm-hmm. but they have good chemistry in my opinion um yeah I literally watch I watched the beginning of the 100 and then I saw them like just be together and have really good chemistry and I was like do they end up together and I looked it up and they didn't so I stopped watching yeah <laughs> I know that's what I stopped too I was like this is not happening and I'm getting really bogged down by all the plots like 
keep yeah. happening. It got it more and more. It gets really and more. dark. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's my my choice for that. Wait, I can't hear you. These are my top two as well. My microphone keeps shutting off on my phone. Oh, okay. Um, these are my top two. So my first one is another one for... It's like yours. It's from high school, so it's very close to my heart. And I don't want to get yeah. judged. But it's Finn and Ray from My Mad Fat Diary, which was... Oh, yeah. Uh, such... I thought you were going to say Finn and Rachel. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would have for sure judged you. No. <laughs> That's not that's yeah. not what we're doing here. Um but so Finn and Ray from My Mad Fat Diary is okay, my Mad Fat Diary is basically about this girl named Ray who has depression and anxiety. Um and it's set in nineteen ninety six, I think. Um, and she has depression and anxiety and she tries to kill herself, so she ends up in a mental hospital and like right as she's getting out of the mental hospital, she meets her best friend from middle school. And her best friend introduces her to all of these really cool people. And she, like, becomes friends with them. And one of them is this guy named Finn. And at first, he's, like, a jerk. And she doesn't like him. She likes this other guy. But then the other guy turns out to be gay. And then Finn turns out to be really sweet. And, ah! Ah! It just is, like... It just is like the sweetest romantic progression on um, a TV show that I've ever seen. I also think that like it's important to me that people could like that like diverse people get to have romantic interests on TV shows. And like part of the thing about the show is that Ray has really low self esteem because she's overweight, um, and she's not like Hollywood overweight, which is like Catherine. Who's that girl from fucking? <laughs> Fucking 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, yeah, Catherine. Something or other. She has a sister who's in the After trilogy. Um, But Langford, Catherine Langford. That's like Hollywood mm-hmm. fat, which is like, she has hips. <laughs> like, yeah. um, she's like actually overweight. So I, it just is like nice to get to see her in a relationship with this guy who just like loves her and isn't ashamed of her and thinks that she's like the coolest person in the entire world. And who boy, when they kiss, when they kiss, it's on my list. That's a song, right? <laughs> yeah. I, just, I love that. It's so great. Go watch that show. If you have ever dealt with any emotional problems, because it really, <laughs> it really helped me get through. Yeah. yeah I remember I watched it because you recommended it to me yeah. and I was originally I was like this sounds like a really sad depressing show but it was like so fun yeah. and so um like yeah like the chemistry between the two was like so good and exciting yeah. I was like this is great yeah so that's really fun okay so we both have our top one mm-hmm. left yeah Oh gosh, this is getting really, really close to home. Awesome. Oh god. Whew. Okay. Oh, it's just so embarrassing. It's fine. It's fine. I have to. Ex- I have to accept all the all my past and all of my, all the parts of myself. Yeah. Um. So my top one. 
I really love that. <laughs> you just made a noise you just made. I made a noise. It's like my body rejecting me to talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll also explain a little bit more. So I really loved this show once upon a time when I was in high school. <laughs> like, I, like, that was like one of the first things I was like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. This is so good. Um, and I had made my a secret Tumblr so I could like engage in that community. Yeah. Except I never really posted because then um, I didn't click my my friend Eleanor found out. She's like, you have another Tumblr? Because I said something about it. I was like retweeting something. And she's like, not retweeting, whatever it was called. Uh-huh. Um, and she's like, what? Like, then found out I had a second one. Basically, I was forced to reveal. And I think it was called like, like some weird panda thing. Like, <laughs> weird, like. So my secret life was revealed. And then I was like, this is horrible. And I, I never did anything about it. Yeah. But I have a lot of shame associated with it. Mm-hmm. So. I'm trying to talk through yeah. But anyways, I loved Emma and um, Captain Hope, the yeah. guy from Once Upon a Time. And I was, that actor was like a huge crush. Mm-hmm. Basically, she is like the main character and he's this like, plays Captain Hook, and is this very charming pirate bad boy character who at first is like kind of evil, but then is like actually not and actually very sweet and wants to like, basically was just trying to revenge his wife who was killed yeah um and you know i don't know why it spoke to me so much but i think in that time of my life i was really really loved it and they had great chemistry together and it was one of those shows where it's like super drawn out over time Mm -hmm. but i did stop watching i'm like when it got really bad because it kept going and going and they got turned really bad show yeah, and you know, I really wasn't even enough of a stand to watch, keep watching through that, even though they got married. But I was also lost interest at that point. I like Once Upon a Time yeah. is one of those shows that started out kind of interesting and then turned into them just like putting every Disney property possible into it. And then it was like, <laughs> it was like, why the fuck is Dumbo here? Like, <laughs> why is there a flying elephant in this TV show? Yeah, once they got, um, frozen in there it was like this is horrible like you can't come back after i fell off when they got when they brought in peter pan and he was evil i was like i was like this doesn't make any sense yeah it's yeah it did not make any sense also when i was doing research for this segment i saw emma and captain hook and i was i was like i can't talk about them because i bet amanda's (laughs) going to talk about them so when you said once upon a time i laughed because i knew yeah and yeah I mean they were just great and you know I I'm really trying to revisit like my intense feelings at that time because I don't think I've really felt that way about any characters since then Mm. like I kind of miss having that strong of feelings but I remember specifically that I think that that actor Colin O'Donoghue he's Irish Mm. and really really cute um and he was in some like some artist, I think it was like Christina Perry, mm-hmm. some like music video that he starred in, and I would just like <laughs> over and over and over, and I was like, "This is so good." Yeah. Um. So that was that was me. That was my tender heart as a young high schooler. Okay. So uh, since we're exposing ourselves, um, <laughs> another and speaking of videos that we watched over and over again, 
This is a ship that I came to late in the game, but who oh boy did it speak to me when I was in high school. To the, and I'll tell this anecdote later, but there was this video that came up, it just like came up on my recommended feed on YouTube, and it said it was all Galovich moments in order. Now, for the faint of heart, the heathens listening to this show, Galovich is the ship name of Mickey Milkovich and Ian Gallagher from the TV show Shameless. And it changed my life when I watched that video. It, okay, it's a, it was essentially like an hour and 15 minutes long, and then there was like a 45 minute long like yeah. second part and I watched both of them in one night and there was this one time when I was in and I would just like watch them to like go to sleep yeah. there was one time I was in my research methods class and my teacher just like turned to me randomly and was like Nada what was the last YouTube video you watched and I couldn't think of something to lie about and so I just had to tell him that I was like uh, I was like, imagine explaining to your eleven to a te- your eleventh grade research methods teacher that you watched a video of two gay men falling in love for two hours on YouTube. It was so, Im- and there was like other people there. Uh, I was embarrassed, but you know what? I'm not sorry because I rewatched all of their moments, like clips of all of their like moments in the show together from like season one and now we're in season 11 and Mm -hmm. it still holds up. They tried to write that couple off the show like two or three separate times and they couldn't do it because you know what? Everybody loves them. They have excellent chemistry. This shameless is the show about these like poor white people who live on the South side of Chicago and Mickey Milkovich is this guy who lives next door to them and he's like a jackass. He like will hit your mailbox with a baseball bat and run over your pet dog if you make him mad. Um but he also is gay. And so he and Ian start dating each other. Sorry. Rosie? No. Sorry, my dog is trying to come in here. Rosie! I'm sorry, I'm Rosie! Oh, that's okay. Come here! We should have been having the past two minutes. That dog was so But I'm sorry, I'm not. She just, she just wanted to come in and sit and be cute. Come here, Rosie! Good girl. Yes, so. Okay, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, so him and Ian start sleeping together and he, like, can't deal with mm-hmm. it. And then. He, they start dating and he's like really struggling with being gay and like being out. He like won't kiss him or hold his hand in public. Um, and then they like, you just get to see how their relationship progresses over time. It goes from like mm-hmm. them, like really, sh- Mickey really struggling to be out to Mickey being the most adorable and supportive boyfriend in the history of the world. He, yeah. Like, he so he punched out a twink who said that Ian... Or no, that was Ian. Ian punched out a twink who said that Mickey was insane because Mickey started dating this guy, like, after they broke up. And he was... The twink was like, Mickey's so crazy. I just, like, had sex with him once. Then he moved into my apartment. 
Um, and Ian was like, don't talk about my boyfriend like that and punched him in the face. It's great. You should go watch Shameless. Um, they just got married. This is like, this is fan service to a degree that I have never experienced in my life. There was a whole episode entitled Galovich in which they get married and eat in bed together on their wedding night. Say, how are you doing, Mr. Galovich? It, like, Frank Ocean plays in the episode, Amanda. It changed my life. (laughs) And, like, the next, this is the final season of the show. So, like, the 11th season Mm -hmm. is exploring, like, what it's like for them to have been these people who fell in love as teenagers and then, like, lost each other and found each other and lost each other and found each other again. And now they're married and they're trying to, like, have a relationship. um, And they're dealing with, like gender roles and expectations, all of this stuff. It's just amazing. If you don't even watch Shameless, like, you don't have to watch it. Just watch the clips of them two <laughs> on YouTube. Wow, that's a good sell. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really good. Because it's, it's the one TV couple that you know will pay off. And even if they kill both of them in the series finale of this show, I don't care, because I'm never looking at that. <laughs> I got what I wanted when they got married. That's that's the end. Yep. They don't just sizzle when they're on screen together. Like, the room lights into flames. Just, like, becomes an oven. Wow. That's a good one to end on, then. Yeah. I feel like it progressively got more. The flame yeah. was stoked. Got, like, bigger, bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Yeah. I know. Is she crying again? Oh, okay. I know we talked a lot this episode. Um, so if you're still here with us, thank you so much for listening. This was very yeah. exciting. Lots of lots of stuff we had to get off our chests. Yeah, feel free to like and review. Yes, we are trying to get larger on the apple podcast world and if you leave Mm -hmm. a review it really helps with ratings we might come up with some way to bribe Mm -hmm. you guys um (laughs) yeah later on in the future but you know who knows we'll see yeah and feel free to follow us on social media Mm -hmm. yeah you can find me on instagram at nada joan that's n-e-i-d-a-j-o-a-o you can find me on Instagram, Amanda Feinberg. That's Amanda, F-E-I-N-B-E-R-G. Or you can find me at Twitter, Amanda Panda Show. Yes. So, and oh, yeah. Thanks again for listening. Until next week. Yeah, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.